I just finished moving. My house is full of boxes and stuff isn't where it goes and it just looks like chaos. So in case you were wondering why there was no episode last week, that's why. My apologies. But in going through the moving process, I learned something. Going through all of the stuff as it's being put in boxes or thrown away, some of it has value that's expired. It looks good, it's useful, but the emotional value is gone, and I don't need it anymore. And I think we carry a lot of things like that in our lives. Welcome to The Single Parent Preacher. My name is Alex. Now, the first place our minds go when we think about emotional impact is pictures, special gifts, cards, things that are given to us with inherent meaning and really no other purpose. A Christmas card is a card. You can't use it for anything else. It just expresses an emotion in a time frame and then it's over. But I want to talk about more practical things. For example, I have a bicycle. It's nice. I've ridden it like twice. It's in perfectly fine condition. But the reason I have a bicycle is it was purchased for me Christmas one year while we were separated because I didn't have the car and I needed a way to get to work. It might have been my birthday. Winter in the Northeast is not good for bike riding. Anyway, that was the solution presented to me, was this bicycle. And while the bicycle itself is perfectly serviceable, the reason that I have this bicycle is not. It reminds me of that time. You know what I don't need a reminder of? That time. Because I remember. You remember too. That thing in your house or in your car, or maybe it is your house or your car. That thing that you see that reminds you of that time. We feel like we need to keep those things, but we don't because we're not going to forget. The Bible even talks about this sort of idea in Matthew 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Pictures and cards sentimental gifts are easy to understand why you want to get rid of them to emotionally move on in your life. But stuff that's useful, it's harder. Because we look at them and go, this is useful. It doesn't matter that it reminds me of that awful birthday where this was their gift to me and they treated me like garbage the whole day and they just sort of casually handed me a present said oh by the way i got you something guess what you remember that story don't you you don't need the thing to remind you we don't need souvenirs of pain 
and stuff can be replaced. Now, you might not be in the position to replace these items. You might not be in the position to move out of your house, get a new car. Maybe there are things that your kids are attached to that they use. You're going to have to talk to your kids about that. You're going to have to pray about that. Anything that you're thinking about keeping or getting rid of in your life, you need to pray about that. But at the end of the day, it still needs to go away from you. Because we hold on to these things and we don't think much of it. Some things we've had so long that we've numbed ourselves to the emotional impact. Oh yeah, this is the thing that we got when we went on this trip. Oh, how was that trip? It was awful. That's the place that we're at. In a way, emotionally, it's good. But you remember the story. You don't need the item. And we don't think it affects us, but it does. And what happens if we keep these things around? Well, let's go to some of the more extreme examples that the Bible has about this. In Joshua chapter 7, we learn about a man named Achan. But for context, you have to go to Joshua chapter 6. Because in Joshua chapter 6, the Israelites conquer Jericho. And they are explicitly told by God, Do not take anything. Joshua chapter 6, verse 18. This is God giving instructions for what to do with the stuff in the city. But as for you, only keep yourselves from the things under the ban. And the ban covered the entire city of Jericho. So that you do not covet them and take some of the things under the ban and make the camp of Israel accursed and bring trouble on it. There's no minced words here. Don't take stuff or it's going to ruin it for everyone. Now in Joshua chapter 7, Israel goes to fight in the land of Ai. And they lose. 36 people die. Joshua goes to God. Why? And God says, somebody took something from Jericho. And through this whittling down process, they get down to a man named Achan. And we'll start reading again, chapter 7, verse 19. Then Joshua said to Achan, my son, I implore you, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and give praise to him. And tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. So Achan answered Joshua and said, Truly, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel, and this is what I did. When I saw among the spoil a beautiful mantle from Shinar and 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold, 50 shekels in weight, then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are concealed in the earth inside my tent with the silver underneath it. God explicitly says, keep yourselves from this stuff. The verse after the one we read in chapter 6 talks about how the items of bronze and silver and gold belong to God. Achan took some. He saw the treasure, not the curse. In our lives, we look at the items we have as our treasures, our possessions, things for us. And we ignore what they mean. The most basic things you have 
could mean a lot more because of where they came from or who they came from. And that really determines whether or not we want to keep them. The things that are causing you pain, that pull you away from God, that you're holding on to, you need to get rid of them. Get them out of your life. The rest of the story in Joshua 7 does not end well for Achan or his family or his stuff. They get stoned and burned with fire. Do I think anybody is going to stone you or me and light us on fire for keeping some stuff? No. But there's a spiritual impact and an emotional impact to keeping these things in our lives. It's the difference between remembering what happened and reliving what happened. So what do you do with this stuff? So now you have it, you've gone around, you collect some things, you say, I don't, I don't need this anymore. What do you do? Well, if it's garbage, throw it away. But if it's useful, my suggestion is donate it somewhere. If it's useful and valuable, maybe sell it. Because while it has special, dark, sentimental, painful meaning to you, it is still useful. There are people who could use it. Before we moved, I took a Saturday morning with my son and we went through our clothes and got rid of stuff that didn't fit, stuff that we didn't want. We ended up filling about two garbage bags full of stuff and one grocery bag for his socks. We went and donated it. And after we had done the whole process, we were getting back in the car and my son says, Daddy, when can I see my clothes again? Well, buddy, you're not going to see them again. We gave them away. But I want to see my clothes again. We donated them. Well, what does that mean? And I explained to him that what we were doing was we were taking stuff that we didn't want or didn't use anymore, couldn't use, stuff that was too small for him for years. And we were putting it in a place where somebody else could get it and maybe they can use it because it's no good to us anymore. Take a good, hard look around. What are you holding on to that comes from a past, from a version of yourself that doesn't exist anymore? When I went through my clothes, I had a collection of clothes with all of those sarcastic sayings on them. I wore them all the time. And I've had the same shirt size for like 20 years. So they all still fit. Some of them I even never wore before. But that's not who I am anymore. So I got rid of them. Because I don't want to be that person again. God wants us to move into a place where we are healthy. Emotionally, spiritually healthy. You can't do that if you are surrounded by poisons. They're not treasures. They are not a part of who you are anymore, and you don't need something to remind you. You are someone new, someone different. Stop holding on to those things. Because when you let them go and you make that space, not just the literal physical space, but the emotional space that those things occupy, you make room 
for God to fill those places with stuff that's better, with stuff that's meaningful now. And that's something we need. We need stuff that's meaningful to us now, not what was five years ago or even one year ago or even six months ago. We need stuff that's meaningful now. And that means getting rid of stuff that doesn't mean anything good for us anymore. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the things that you provide for us, for your love, for your patience, for our possessions. But God, not everything is good for us. Everything you give us is good. Not everything that we have is good for us. Please guide us to the things that aren't good for us anymore so that we can purge them and we can move into a place that's new. New emotionally, new spiritually, new physically if we can, and new with you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can find me on Twitter at SPPreacherPod. You can email me at thesingleparentpreacher at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your time. I know how important it is. If I can ask for just a little bit more of it, please go to whatever podcast service you have, and if it doesn't offer it to the Google Play Store or iTunes, rate, review, comment, because that's how their system knows that this show is something that people should hear. But until next time, remember that the treasures, the things that we have here, are not as important as the treasures that we make up in heaven.